like your girlfriend, but hotter. Y'all, I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are listening to another episode of Kicking It with Young Smooth, the podcast where I chill out. I ran about a couple of things, some ratchet, some ridiculous. You know, most of it is what it is. But uh, I am, I am, you know, let me tell you something. I am super, super excited. I think I told y'all last week uh, about me being full at this point and getting answers that I needed from everything and then just kind of getting back to work in a certain kind of way right now is 
completely awesome. So I'm very, very happy. Um, I hope you got a chance to check out my Nephi interview. Um, hopefully my next interview will look a little bit better. I think I've realized why there's a lagging situation and it was an internet thing. So hopefully this will be better. Who only knows? The G.O.D. is the only one that knows, but we shall find out. Um, so did y'all get to kick that lyric from last week? If you didn't, it was already delivered to you. Special delivery. Y'all, it was Keith Murray. I was sitting in my car and I thought about it and I was like, yo, this is Spartan. No, I'm sorry. This is the most amazing track. Like, just when he said, what was it? What did he say that I loved in that kick that lyric? What he said that I loved was... Um, well, okay. So other than him being like, buck 50 your face and butter your throat. Um, cause that's just a fucking line. But when he said, authentical metaphorical lyricist, sharp descriptive writer, killer biter, panty raider, party exciter, you'll marry with the deal. How you feel? Yeah, got him. <clears throat> got a, what a, what I utter. And you got it, Tim, and hesitated like a stutter. Oxymoron, don't be dumb. I school niggas like the United Negro College Fund. I said, you know what? This, I, I have to repeat it. Like, I have to absolutely repeat it. It was, it was genius. And it was genius at its best. And it's still one of my favorite fucking verses. Um, don't forget, because I, I just jumped into the shit and just name him tell y'all where y'all can find me like y'all don't know by now but you but i mean you know you could tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody i mean i ain't gonna keep asking but i am gonna say it uh <laughs> you can find me on soundcloud itunes TuneIn, uh google music which is now youtube music which um is means that you'll need your google podcast player to do the podcast uh spotify and also don't forget about the youtube show which is kicking it with young smooth podcast which every friday at 10 p.m we have a new guest my next guest is my man the the tilted crown conversation king kojo will be in the building so i'm super ecstatic about that i love the fact that you'll just like randomly hit me up I was like yo can we do it this week i'm like yeah absolutely sure why not i'm here for it okay anyway uh moving on to the kick that lyric the kick that lyric this week comes from um let's see sorry y'all about to hear some some moving around i apologize in advance because i need to move this in a certain kind of way so i'm sorry that you heard that but i'm not editing it out because i don't care it just is what it is um so it comes from the top selling girl group of all time, of course. Um, it's very recognizable. But what I've noticed in my travels is that it does not get played. Like this verse does not get played. Um, I know that it didn't get played on non-urban radio, but after a while, like if they just play it in the mix, or whatever, nobody ever plays this. And I think that it is one of the most iconic rap lines and i'm like why do we not play this um and um you'll understand what that is in a moment because i'm gonna read it read it there mm -hmm. see if you cannot spatially expand my horizons then that leaves you in a class with scrubs never rising 
I don't find it surprising if you don't have the cheese to please me and bounce to and bounce me here to the coast of overseas. So let me give you something to think about. Inundate your mind with intentions to turn you out. Can't forget the focus on picture in front of me. You as clear as DVD on digital TV screen. Satisfy my appetite with something spectacular. Check your vernacular. Then I get back to you. With diamond-like precision, insatiable is what I envision. Can't detect acquisition from your friend's expedition, Mr. Big Willie. If you really want to know, ask Chili. Could I be a silly hoe? Not really T-Bars and all my senoritas are stepping on your felas, but you don't hear me though. Come on, y'all. Y'all know who this is. It's, it's very, very simple. But I had to do it because I absolutely love this verse. And next week, we'll reveal who it was. But don't forget, you can always hit me in the DMs on my Instagram at Kicking It With Young Smooth Pod. You know what I'm saying? And um, you can actually do that on Twitter, too, as well. It is uh, K-I-W, something like that. I don't know what I did, but whatever. It's Kicking It With Young Smooth. Y'all know what it is. Um, So... Make sure y'all hit me and let me know if you figured out what that particular kick that lyric is. Alright, so moving on to the Ratchet and Ridiculous. DC Young Fly explains why he wouldn't want to take over the hosting duties on Wild and Out. <clears throat> Alright, so by now many of us know a few months ago, a few months back, Viacom terminated their relationship with Nick Cannon following comments he made on his podcast. His hit series, Wildin' Out, is under the network, which left many fans wondering what would happen to the show. During a recent interview on The Breakfast Club, DC Youngfly, Chico Bean, and Carlos Miller, who are, who also have their own show, The 85 South Show, talked about the show's impact on their career, whether they would return without Nick, and what's next, and more. DC Youngfly was asked if he would host the show, seeing as how many people thought he was being groomed to be the next host. And he said, I want it, <clears throat> I want for it to be given to me from the OG. If his shit is not corp, yeah, if his shit is not corporate shit, corporate didn't hire me, Nick hired me. I would be a backstabber, a backstabber for, it would be a backstab for me to go for me to be like, I right, corporate that what y'all want me to do, but I know how the game gets. Y'all don't fuck with me like that. <clears throat> y'all only fuck with what I can bring to you. And I want to be part of a family. Um, he continued to explain that on the set of while and out, they were like family member uh they were like family members each time they were on the set working with each other dc stated that at the time when nick faced backlash it was initially hard to find him because he needed a moment to himself nonetheless they are still behind him and supporting him so i think that is super dope um i i actually got a chance to see the clip of DC talking about it, and I respected him because probably the way I read it did not come off quite the way he said it. However, <clears throat> oh, yep, that went down the wrong way. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Sorry, that's not a COVID. That was, uh, it felt like some dust. <clears throat> okay, so anyway, um, no, but I really do feel DC on it though. Like, I feel like that is a amazing 
portion of your character. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, your character wasn't to be like, oh, let me go ahead and do what you want me to do for you, boss. How can I help you, boss? I'm just going to go ahead and do X, Y, Z. Nah, you really thought about it like, yo, he created this. Why would I, why would I, why would I even put myself in that position? But the fucked up part about it is there are a lot of niggas, and I'm going to say it, there are a lot of niggas that will do shit like that. Like, oh, you know, you gone to the side now. Oh, and they just give me the chance to step up. I'm going to go ahead and step up because you'll always, it's feast before famine and you'll always throw yourself in the mix beforehand and not think about the other person. Like, yo, that was his baby. That was his brainchild. How you just going to have somebody else host it? Like, it's okay. Nah, because Viacom, y'all greedy motherfuckers and you want to continue to make bread off of something that you that that man brought to the table and created now i ain't gonna say that nick said what nick said what he said on his podcast and i will not say i'll I'll say it like this this is this is probably gonna be the unpopular opinion but nick brought to the table brought his feelings about the 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 Jewish culture to the table the same way that they bring it to the table in their homes when they call us niggas. The big difference is that you did it on a major platform. But I feel like white people still say the shit in their car where we can't hear them. But this time, instead of it being in your car where nobody could hear you, you said it and it was on a major platform. And now they're like, oh, well, you feel this way. We taking everything from you. I stand, it's the weird thing. I'm not trying to shoot myself in the foot like that, but I understood what he was saying, but I think that the the timing and tactic of it all was wrong. Um, What I do believe is that DC did that and, and answered that question so well. He was like, yo, it doesn't, it would not make sense. If it's not coming from Nick himself, who made that and had that type of control. The only control that Viacom has is the distribution of it. And that's where we're fucking up in entertainment wise. Like, yo, we other, other than YouTube, which is amazing, by the way, let's be clear. Other than that, we not, um, we don't have that. We don't have a lot of distribution power. There's not a lot of people in a lot of people of color in those seats. And that's another seat that we need to be in. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, yeah, Tyler Perry might want to do everything and do, 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 delve out everything for himself and do it by himself and all of that. That's great. But a lot of that still, there's still distribution power that we don't own. And we need to own that as well. Because not only is it about putting out that content, but it's about making sure that that content gets put out correctly. And, you know, so those are some things to think about. But, uh, again, salute to DC Young Fly. Shout out to the 85 South Show. The shit is still fucking phenomenal. Y'all found a new way, even, even in this pandemic, to make it happen. And I'm so excited, so proud. I have watched that Busta Rhymes interview 101 times. And right now, we are two days away, because I'm recording this on a Wednesday. We are two days away from Extinction Level Event to the wrath of God, I can not wait. Busted and got in shape. Busted look good. Did I use that? Was that an article I used? Yep, I sure did. I will talk about that later. Anyway, um, moving on. 
Jim Jones weighs in on Birkin bag debate and suggests black handbag designers be highlighted instead. Okay, for the the last few days, fans and fellow celebrities have chimed in regarding the ongoing debate surrounding Birkin bags, and now it's Jim Jones' turn to give his opinion. Mm -hmm. Talking to social media, Jim Jones posted a video about all the Birkin bag hype and suggested that being black, uh, that we get black handbag designers some shine instead. I'm not mad at that. I'm I'm really not. Jim Jones threw his Birkenbag opinion in the ring and posted a video stating that while he agrees with every everyone is entitled to have a preference regarding the incredibly expensive handbag, he thinks that your money would be better spent on black handbag designers and brands. Um he captioned the video by writing Somebody tag a dope black or Spanish designer that got some drippy luggage bags or purses, but they gotta be drippy, good leather, and all and all that. I wanna see something real quick. Fuck Birkin and Kelly got something better to do with my 15k and that's that i wish you would really write and use use the fucking vowels people the shit makes me mad when y'all don't do that uh the starter kit lol bet none of our favorite rappers actors entertainers one post this lol i hate niggas i i just i don't ios press release any of this this is ridiculous okay <laughs> As previously reported early in the month, Saweetie set off a fierce debate when she made a comment about Birkin bags while on live during her single release party and Quavo in the background. She stated, if he not getting you a Birkin, if he not paying for your bills, then throw that nigga back to the streets. Okay. I had to put that moment of silence because y'all know, y'all know, y'all already know what's about to happen. Um, so then Lil Yachty said some shit. I don't really give a fuck about that. Um, while the overwhelming, you know what, fuck all this. Okay. Let me tell y'all something real quick. (sighs) This be the reason this be the reason I talked about this last week the level of divisiveness this is why we are we this is why we are divided as a people you worried about a bag bitch let me tell you something when Chanel Prada Dunia Burke Louis Vuitton any of them when they get your money they get your money and then they capitalize it and they make that into personal investments you're worried about something that will one deteriorate over time deteriorate in value over time you're worrying about a nigga paying your bills bitch do you know pussy is abundant it is plentiful so just as quickly as you think that quavo is going to continue to pay your bills when his shit dries up as well You will be broke too, worrying about a nigga paying your bills. Where are you stacking your money? Where are where's your funds? And I will say that Tiffany Haddish brought up a good point because my grandma used to bring up that same point too. 
if for whatever reason you have a bag but you do not have the same amount of money that you spent on the bag to put in the bag then there is a problem if a nigga not buying you a Birkin you are so materialistic yo just when I wanted to like this girl I was like alright yeah she doing a cover she doing all this nah I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired I'm done I'm done I can say this is a happily married man if it's in years like rule, rule talk sis you're gonna be washed up and if I'm not mistaken your mother was a mother oh oh you know what oh don't go there don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it smooth. You, nope. Do it smooth because it makes sense. Wasn't your motherfucking video fixing at one point? And you see how well that career lasts, and you see how quickly shit changed like that. Like motherfuckers is only banging with you. And I'm not I'm not saying this for this to be an issue, but I am thinking out loud, like, yo, we continuously do this as a people. We don't even fucking want to support black to begin with. Okay. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. This shit is very difficult. It is. It is. I am not going to lie to you because there is so many jankiness. But you are so willing to put your whole situation, your whole reputation out there for if a nigga ain't buying you a burger. Like, yo, this materialistic shit in rap and in the female genre of rap is becoming tired and you talking about somebody that is supporting female rappers like i love it i love when you spit bars i love when you have another opinion another outlook on life but this shit right here is becoming ridiculous as much as i yo i like tapping i was like oh i'm about to fuck i love tapping because number one it's short so you know i'm, I'm all about the bay i love the bay but I'm really at a point where I'm like, yo, I like, girl, I can't support you right now because what you doing is being divisive. You're, you're being, um, and, and you, and you're not, you're not intentionally being, you just thinking it, oh, you just gonna show off a Birkin bag. Nah, it means so much more. It's more than just the bag. It's the way in which you're going about it. Like, yo, your whole sentence was if the nigga is not, excuse me, let me repeat, let, let me, let me be clear. Let's be clear. If he not getting you a Birkin, if he not paying your bills, yo, Beyonce had y'all fucked up since the nineties. First of all, when bills, bills, bills came out, y'all motherfuckers was still living with your mother. So what bills was you paying? And what are we paying bills for? Now, if I'm living with you and I'm your man, by all means, absolutely, the bills gonna get paid because we. Got to live in it. But if we fucking. Bitch what am I paying your bills for? And if a nigga just paying your bills. Real quick. You a hoe. Oh don't nobody want to talk about that. Oh don't nobody want. Oh okay. Don't nobody want to say nothing about that. You a hoe. If a nigga's paying for something for you, because clearly what are you giving up? Because let me tell you something. Just because you she ain't say what she was giving up for it. The bigger thing, the bigger issue is nine times out of ten, you're giving up pussy. Like, let's be clear. Is is it on? Because I don't know nobody. Look, I don't know nobody to the to the end of time that ain't paying for something. But if you are specifically going out 
for a Birkin bag. I ain't saying that you got to be the leader of all black people, but you should, with a platform, make yourself look a little bit better. Because, bitch, your fucking career is hanging by a sliver. Y'all niggas can tap, tap, tap in all you want to, but keep in mind that all she ever did, we ain't got nothing new and creative from her yet. Now, you could say, you could argue, oh, well, Megan did... Um, girls in the hood, and, and that was from the boys in the hood thing for, for NWA and this, that, that, valid point. Absolutely. However, we have also gotten creative endeavors from Megan that were completely different beats. Why we keep getting the same shit from this shit? And y'all want to listen to her, like, and come to find out her mother was a video vixen too. Girl, bye. Sit down. Sit down. Why am I now? One would argue, well, why are you? Why is it all up on your chest? Why do you care? Because this narrative has been painted so long. You don't want nobody to call you a gold digger, but the first thing that you do is go out and look for the gold on a nigga. I'm going to say it again. You don't want to be called a gold digger, but the first thing that you do is go out and look for the gold on a nigga. But you're missing a real, you're missing a real good dude. Then you mad with, because here's the thing. The nigga with the gold and the money, money becomes power. Power is like, yo, I can do what the fuck I want to do. What the fuck? I can fuck you, 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 and your mother. Come on, yo. Think about it. Like, it, it's so much deeper than just the Birkin bag. Like, I know that that went completely left. I understand that. I know that that whole situation was like, well, damn, smooth. Like, that was a lot. Yeah, but sometimes it's it's not just the surface of, oh, you asking for a bag. But it's like all of these motherfuckers asking for pay your bills and this that and the third when do you how what, what happened to the independent woman you know what i'm saying to you because i want somebody that got their own like i'm still on that shit i want you to have your own because whatever you got i can add to it i'm going to add to it i'm gonna make sure that you straight i'm gonna make sure that you can still have your peace and do what you gotta do but i'm definitely not out and out gonna be like oh damn you got some good pussy let me pay for your bills because that's pretty much all you ask for at this point the fuck Stop, stop using your pussy like this, bitches. Stop using your pussy. Because you don't want to be called a hoe. You don't want to be a motherfucking trick. You don't want to be a prostitute. But yet, in this particular way, you're using your pussy. Stop using your mother. I'm saying that. I am 100% saying that. Stop using your pussy. Stop it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like no I, I get it I get it I understand that yes as a woman you should always have your your value and I'm definitely one to say because I <laughs> I remember so many women saying it to me that a uh, and, and in, in my youth and it's not like you know like they were saying it to me but I've heard them say it where it's like you know um a uh a wet ass and a, and a dry pocketbook don't match. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's true. That's true. Get, get your money, boo-boo. I understand that. However, I feel like the, uh, me personally, I know this is just a real wild personal opinion. I just feel like the Birkin bag meant a little bit more. Anyway, moving on. The snowman is coming with the Kang. I'm excited. I'm excited to say that the snowman and the King T.I. versus Jeezy to start versus season two. Who you got? 
Um, I, oh, this is a hard one, yo. I am, if I'm going to be very, 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 very honest, this one is a hard one. I don't know. Um, one of the best manifestations of this uncomfortable corona pandemic has been the versus battles that kept spirits up during quarantine. After a brief hiatus, season two of Swiss Beats and Timberland's Dose of Concrete uh, Hip Hop, um, Contemption will have T.I. and Jeezy facing off against others uh against god sorry against each other i'm sorry i wish this person would stop texting me um (laughs) early in the week buster rhymes had called for ti for a battle however the king passed and shortly thereafter jeezy popped up saying he wanted to smoke against the fellow uh, trap rapper too the game seems to have gotten its wish with verses announcing T.I. and Jay-Z, and Jay-Z, T.I. and Jay-Z are first up in a new season. Per the official versus IG, it goes down November 19th at 5 p.m. via Apple Music with drinks courtesy of Diddy's Ciroc brand. Of course it is. <laughs> um, sorry. Some of the initial first season battles included Brandy versus Monica, Joe Scott versus Erica Badu, Nelly versus Ludacris, and Bounty Kiela versus Beanie Man. Um, I'm not gonna go on to tips caption because it says tips caption was YKWTFGO and Jeezy did so with what's a king without a crown. I, you know what? I don't know what that nigga shit is. Don't judge me, okay? But I am excited for this. And I now, who do I have? I, yeah, 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 yeah. I really don't know. I think I'm actually, to be honest with you, I think I'm actually going to be here for that one. Like, I feel like that might do numbers like Brandy and Monica for real, for real. I really do. Um, number one, both of them are legends in the trap music, the Southern era, like, I, I want to say it's a draw for me. And I'm usually, I couldn't say that was one side or the other, just like with the whole Brandy and Monica situation. Like that was a draw for me too. Like I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. And you, and it has to be for me because I knew each song. So like, yo, I was there throughout that whole time. And it was a party and a movement for a kid that loved R&B and loved that 90s and loved my era. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I really don't have one hating over the other. I I remember a time of, you know, being that that I want to be down and best friend kind of person. And I remember the time of, you know, kicking in the door and smacking a bitch. So I like I got both sides of that and that's that's what's up and that's the same thing with ti and jeezy like there are some songs that we still bump of jeezy's to this day in every club mix like it still happens and ti too and it's like yo i've never not heard nobody not bump both of them and it's like yo so many songs flooded my head that i just can't even 
can't even think right now but yo like that is going to be epic so i really feel like they're starting season two off with a bang um as far as like buster rhymes calling them out that is a, it is a hard thing buster i love you i love you down you are one of my favorites one of my favorite artists um but uh yeah so that's gonna be a little difficult though buster because who's really Put it in my comments. Put it in my DMs. Who is really going to battle Buster? Like, me and Tone talked about this once. But who is re- who is really going to battle Buster? You, you're talking about somebody's career that almost spans like three decades, sir. Well, no, I'm sorry. What let's say 90s, 2000s. Yeah, roughly. Almost. Yeah, so... I don't got it. <laughs> I just don't. I don't got it. It's like, it's like, yeah, it, it's like, yo, you can't, maybe, 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 this is a maybe, maybe, it could be Nas and Buster. Hear me out. I understand that the musical stylings go very differently, but it's both, and I know you hear me moving this shit again, um, it's both a love for New York. Because at the end of the day, you know, y'all know for a fact that we'll never get a Nas and Jay-Z situation. You know, I think that, I think if we did get a Nas and Jay-Z situation, because let's be clear, Timbaland and Swiss could pull it off if Jay was out of his bag of, I, I don't, I don't, because he's on such a, such a, another upper echelon, you know what I'm saying to you, um, but I do think that that would be a fucking amazing. As a matter of fact, I I want to say that anything can happen. Anything can happen because if y'all pulled out <laughs> Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle and this generation here, this here today don't know nothing about Gladys or Patti. And for me, in that, Patty would have won for me because of the fact that all of the songs that I heard from Patty were recognizable. I even knew them when, you know, they got reused in rap stuff. You know what I'm saying? So Patty LaBelle became more recognizable for me. And I, I, of course, I know who Gladys Knight is, but the music itself became more recognizable for me. And my mother loved Patty. So for me, hands down, Patty was going to be a winner. Um, but. If you can get that to happen, I would only imagine that we could get a J and Nas. Yo, that would be great. I, I, w- I wouldn't even do it for a versus battle. T- I wouldn't even want to say it as if it's like, um, yo, they back at it again. It's a whole eat the takeover situation. No, 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 no. That's already dead. All of that's already squashed. They already way grown. But if you want to talk about for the culture and just share entertainment, Jay, if you come out of your bag for a minute and wherever you at and what you doing with the babies and all that, that's all. That's great. Be a dad. We're not saying that. But what we are saying for the culture, because you've given so much to it, if you give us this last one, we would be very very happy. But if it does not become a Jay and Nas situation, a Jay and Buster Rhymes situation, I'm sorry, a Nas and Buster Rhymes situation would work, would satisfy. Just, you know, two epic kings of New York, you're, I say, of New York, um, doing a thing. I think that that would be super epic if we can't do Jay and Nas. 
I think that I think that is a thing. Speaking of Buster Rhymes, it's gonna be a whole Buster Rhymes show, apparently. Shit. Uh Buster Rhymes shows off rock solid abs, 50 cent throws light jabs. Why why am I not surprised? Like where I got this from, I'm not surprised that that even said that. Buster Rhymes has always been a larger than life figure, but that also translated to his physical appearance over the years. Taking ownership of his health, the Dungeon Dragon, rawr, I just had to do it, don't judge me, got serious about fitness and now has the rock solid abs to show for it. In a before and after photo posted on Instagram, the 48-year-old rapper shared a side profile of himself shirtless with a lot of weight around the midsection. In the uh, corresponding photo, Bus a Bus is seen lifting his shirt and showing off a six-pack he earned. Thank you, sir. I must explain why I'm saying thank you in a second. In the caption of the post, Buster gave a strong salute to his trainer and nutritionist for getting him uh, on his path. And his IG post read, don't ever give up on yourself. Life begins right now. My dedication is different. I would never put out an album and not be in the best shape of my life. I respect myself too much and respect y'all too much. I'm only here to inspire Catching wind of Buster's achievement, Trollmaster Super 50, uh, Supreme 50 Cent took a short and compared bus to the shirtless Tracy Morgan writing in the caption of the post, they really kind of look, look alike, right? I hate him. I don't like him. I hate him so much. LOL. He going to curse me out when he, when he wake up. Yeah, yeah, he is. However... In the next slide of the photo, Buster and Morgan uh, and Fife salute Bus on getting himself back in tip-top shape. Great work, Buster Rhymes. Yo, thank you. Thank you, Buster, because um, Buster showing y'all that it can be done at any age. I am actually going back on my path to try to get back there myself. I don't know. I Look... I'm at 37. I think I do. I want to get I want to get a couple of cuts, a couple of builds, you know what I'm saying? Try to make it look like something. Hopefully I'll I'll even start vlogging it, putting I really I really 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 hate doing that. I really do. I've done it once and I just felt like, oh, look at me, Jim Fly. It make it makes me it makes me cringe to do it. But I think that it will um because everything else for the last three years has already kind of been documented at that point. I really think that it would make more sense to just go ahead and document it and, and put that out. I re- Honestly, to be truthfully told, to, to have truth be told, I really honestly don't know how I am doing any of the things that I'm doing. I really don't. And I don't know how I'm doing it and not taking care of myself. And those are the things that need to happen. And so Busta Rhymes, who has been my inspiration, who is my rap inspiration as well. And the reason for that is because, like I said, I think I may have said this last week, but Busta is fucking-nominal. When you talk about, like, I just remember, like, yo, when he was like, yo, kid, you, like, yo, son, you got paid place to the back. You know what I'm saying? The niggas from the, from the front seats to the back seats got feel you. Like, that's how you, that's how you do a whole arena. You know? That's how you do a whole arena, God. Like, to, to think like that had always been my thing. Like, big is the way to go in my life. Like, 
it's either go hard or go home. And and I'm I'm like scouting personal trainers now. Um personal trainers that do nutrition as well. Um, just trying to figure out what is going to work best for me. I need somebody to push me, but don't push me too hard because you push me too hard, I'm going to stop. Which is weird, I know, but I'm I'm telling my truth. So, to get back into another shape, um, get back into, uh, I'm trying to, I can't believe I'm telling y'all this. 90% of y'all ain't listening to this no way, so it don't matter. But anyway, trying to regrow my hair. Um, is going to be a thing. And it's not like I I needed to be full, but I need to not die with like a ball spot. Like it's not happening. Um, <laughs> but look, when you're a 37 year old black man with a little bit of extra weight on you, sometimes shit, it happens. So, you know, I'm definitely trying to recalibrate my life and Buster just put me onto a path. And I'm really excited because it comes at a good time. Again, we are too days a fucking way from this and hopefully by the time this ends up coming out it will be one but still i'm super excited all right so uh moving on to our last article before we move on to a great again uh i lost the article that's why i stalled there it is okay (laughs) jay-z launches his very own cannabis line called monogram I don't know if I like that. Um, <laughs> Jay-Z <laughs> just launched Monogram, his very own line of cannabis. Uh, CNN reports, you could say that Jay-Z is on fire. That's some white shit. Uh, <laughs> to be blunt, again, some white shit. There's not that this, there's not much of this Grammy Award winning billionaire rapper and entrepreneur doesn't have his hands in from streaming services founder to music executive to memoir writer the 50 year old is adding yet another title to his repertoire jay-z and pharrell teamed up for the new song and i don't care about that part Mm -mm, mm -mm. um a playlist entitled monogram sounds from the grove room was also released the week on Jay-Z's streaming service platform title that's got Bob Marley, The Beatles, and Rihanna. Okay, that was a get high-ass playlist. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the motherfucking music that you get high to, okay? Bob Marley, The Beat. Yo, I don't smoke no more, but let me tell you something. If I did, The Beatles, nigga. Let me tell you, all right, so if I had a Get High playlist, yes, I would definitely do Bob Marley, The Beatles. For me, I would have to do maybe, see, it's really weird on my Rihanna situation. At best, I probably would have to do Loud because Loud is one of my favorites and it get me to the different places that I would need to do, need to be, to be in a playlist. And then also, Erica Badu, uh, You Can't Use My Phone, that mixtape. Bruh, allow yourself to be high and listen to... I think I have said that before. Like, I haven't smoked in God knows how long at this particular point. But when I tell you, sonically, the sound... You want to talk about a vibration that will go through your fucking body. Um, So, yeah, that is that is dope. Uh, a high-profit industry, although this is the first official line of cannabis with... Uh, uh, Kaliva Jay Z joined 
the company in 2019 as the chief brand strategist. Nigga, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, (laughs) we think this is a sea of change in terms of visibility of the industry. Uh, Dennis O'Malley, chief executive officer of Kaliva, told CNN Business, we took his partnership with a lot of responsibility, a lot of humility, a lot of accountability moving forward. While it remains federally illegal, more than half of U.S. states have legalized medical marijuana, with some of those allowing re, um, recre- recreational use. I can't spell read today. Uh, we, while plans to expand the cannabis industry went up in smokes because of the pandemic, others expect that more states could legalize marijuana in 2021. In the meantime, there are more familiar names who have taken a hit of the weed industry. Again, this is a white ass article. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Whoopi Goldberg, and even Martha Stewart all have their own strands. Okay, I'm here for that. Um, I like I said, I would rather that we be legalized because let me tell you something. You ain't gonna do shit but get high, get the munchies, and probably sit the fuck down. And see, I think the fear of weed not fully being legalized means that we, you may or may not need other drugs. Like yo, a lot of times, a lot of people are like yo, I smoke for my anxiety. Perfect. If this causes you not to throw your car off a bridge absolutely and i'm I'm saying it jokingly but understandably like yo people that have anxiety will do a lot of different things you know what i'm saying to you but if it keep you mellow it keeps you where you need to be and it keeps you in good harmony and balance so be it i do not because and this may be the weirdest thing and this is why and this is probably why i haven't in so long um when i do smoke like that um it takes me to a dark place so which is weird so which in turn means i need to you know either find my balances my sativas or or whatever you know if i chose to go back into that um i just think that for me it just like i want i like i like i'll start breathing slow and just like i don't know for me it doesn't it doesn't do that for me like um, and everybody's effect is a little different. So, um, shout out to all my weed heads. If you smoke, smoke it the fuck up. 420 will be around the corner. It'll be 42021. Look at that. Um, 42021. Um, so I, I'm here for all of that. I just don't think I can partake in that particular way like I used to when I was younger. Now, you know, I was like, fuck it, we gonna smoke every day. No, absolutely not. All right, so moving on. I can't believe we getting there. Okay. I got another album that I want to do. I need to like put a bell or something right in the in in this situation or something. I don't know, but I got another album that I want to do. It's one of my favorites, so you know what that means. It's up in the case. It's not on That's a shame. Um it's not on the um in the book. The, uh, the the main reason that I have not flipped open the book, to be honest with you, is because, number one, where I have it located in this room, I just don't feel like moving it because um, it's heavy. And then there's some other stuff that's sitting on top of it. So once I put the the other bookshelf up, maybe I'll go into it and find some other stuff. Because there are other gems in it. Like, there, there are. But I know that 
there were some classics up there that I just needed to touch on first. And they've gotten me through the weeks. And trust me, there's so much more that we can go on to. But I have realized that there are some albums that have been slept on. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. But this one is not one of them. This one is by my mans. The GOAT himself. Todd Smith. Mr. Smith, LL Cool J. Mr. Smith is the sixth studio album by American hip-hop recording artist LL Cool J released November 21st, 1995 by Def Jam. The album was certified double platinum Excuse me, in the U.S. by the RIAA. So how classic is this album? This album has received from many critically acclaims a 4.5, at least out of 6 stars. So, already moving in a good direction. Okay, first off, um, note that Mr. Smith is a track master produced 7 out of 12 tracks, and thus, it has great beats, which are commercial and contemporary. The commercial appeal was necessary after the 14 Shots of Doom, which was more street and less successful than hoped for. However, Uncle L doesn't forget the street entirely and has a great track from Easy Mo B, who had just produced some great tracks for Biggie's Ready to Die album, which we had talked about. Last, we have to mention Rashid Smith, who produced one of the three big hits on Mr. Smith. Loungin', Who Do You Love, which is one of two platinum singles on Mr. Smith. This one being the most successful with 1.3 million sold in the U.S. Mm, mm, Loungin' was my shit. And mind you, that was the original version without total. Mm-hmm. So the intro, uh, the track, so the intro is a really neat and mellow instrumental piece, which is a really unique and cool way to begin a hip hop album. The LL, then LL jumps into the track on the album, Make It Hot, which is really cool beat reminiscent of Dr. Dre, but produced by the Trackmasters. It's not a banging way to start off the album, but it works and it's well, and it works as well nonetheless. The next track, Hip Hop, is really dope. It's another track by Trackmasters produced, and lyrically, LL pays respect to all hip hop legends from back in the day. The track is really nice, it has great flow, and it is a tribute to hip hop. Um, then you have songs like Hey Lover by LL Cool J, another platinum song from the Mr. Smith album. Hey Lover is the first hit on the album, and it features R&B group Boyz II Men on the chorus, while Trackmasters once again handle production. This is a great instrumental with deep bass, silky guitar licks, and smooth keyboard notes. Lyrically, LL does a great job, as always, when he handles the subject of love with such a style and grace that no one else can handle. And 
despite what some critics say, this side and his battling style are equally important components to his greatness. So, Hey Lover, I remember, uh, I'm going to take a side note right there. I remember when Hey Lover came out and that's when they had the, my cousins and them, had the purses that were like stuffed teddy bears and shit. But like you could, oh, I was, that was a weird, weird time. I don't, I'm not even going to bring out all of that. But I do remember them having them. I do remember that. And like that was a thing like having the teddy bear, putting all your stuff in it. And there was a whole purse. And it looked like a teddy bear, which is weird. Which is funny because I think like MCM later on re readopted that, but it's it's so cool. But I do remember that in that video. But yes, LL Cool J in a Hey Lover situation is was our late nineties version to I Need Love to his late eighties version. You know, it, it, that was that was just him bringing it back one more time. And I was like, yeah, okay. And boys to men who were fucking phenomenal and hot at the time. What you couldn't tell us nothing. We ain't know. Alright, um, then the second single on the album was Doing It. We be doing it, doing it, doing it. Wow. Controversy to follow that. We will talk about that in a second. Um, which soul, if they don't mention it, which I don't think they do. Um, with Gold, uh, an interesting fact is that the beat is originally intended for the Notorious B.I.G.'s Life After Death album. On Doing It, LL teams up with female songstress LeSean the beat is great uh, is a great courtesy of Rashid Smith overall a cool concept song and the beat flows perfectly for the dance floor and jeeps alike next okay before we go into that I'm um yeah okay before we go into that one of the other things that is very clear, and he was actually in litigation for this for a little bit, was the fact that the girl LaShawn that was actually on there was none of the girls that was that rapped the verses. Um, and it was one of those things where it was almost like a Missy Elliott thing. So um, when Missy Elliott did um, Raven Simone, she did a verse on Raven Simone's little thing when um, Raven Simone was a kid, and she did. Um, that's what you know, girls made for. They completely took Missy out and put a whole nother person in to rap Missy's part, and I was like, "Yo, that's and left Missy's voice on there and everything," which is funny for another reason. But I'll tell y'all that at another time. Um, let's see. So. All right, next we have Life As, produced by Easy Mo B, uh, Ready to Die, which is a great real hip-hop track with LL dropping hardcore flows reminiscent of 14 Shots of Doom. It's great to hear LL kick old-school boasting lyrics, and he does a really great job showing that he still has it in him to drop uh, bomb lyrics. And I feel like this is written by a white boy too, but it's okay. Keeping in line with previous songs, LL Cool J blazes the mic on the hardcore track master produced I Shot Ya. Oh, let me tell you. Also, one of my other favorite songs, because there's the remix to it, and I think we will get to that as well, which ended up on the album. It is one of my fucking favorites, and it was my first introduction to Foxy Brown, and I love it. Anyway, even though... Looking back, Foxy's like 15, 16, and I don't think it would she... 
Huh? Looking back at it, I don't think we, she should have been saying some of the things that she was saying, but that's me being grown now at this point. Um, keeping the line with the previous song, LL Cool J Blazes, okay, I said it, um, with Ashacha showing th- his most vicious side on this menacing beat. Keith Murray joins in on the chorus, but really carries the song on his shoulders. His beat show uh this beat shows the track master's greatness <clears throat> they can produce commercial beats with underground sounds a quite amazing feat um cd and label uh, okay all right so next we have the title track mr smith which is a quiet underwhelming coming after such a barrage of hits it's a good song, quite melodious, and could have been in 14 Shots also because it sounds slightly dated for 1995. The next track, No Airplay, starts out with a shout-out session with a lot of chicken heads shouting out their boyfriends. I remember that. Um, then the actual track comes in and gets... Uh, and it's great soulful beat from Chad Elliott and we have LL kicking some mean battle lyrics as usual Uncle even drops some of the tongue twisters that Big L and Jay-Z were doing around the same time yes um so moving into it uh let's see what else we got doing it Life is fortune to duh. Okay. Um, so then you also have track 10, which is lounging featuring Terry and Monica. Another one of these sexy songs that makes you crave. Um, that's what it is here. Although I do like the fact that LL Cool J and Rashid sampled the Albie Shore 1998 hit single Night and Day um, along with Terry and Monica. Okay, so I remember that. So that lounging for number 10 is the original track to it. It then later gets the total remix when they do the Bad Boy remix of it, which I love. Um, and track 11 was Hollis to Hollywood. Uh, track 12 was God Bless. 13 was um, Get That Dope On Them. Um, you have 14, which was a prelude. Then you get to my favorite. I had to like kind of fast forward to this because this is my part. Track 15. I Shot Your Remix featuring Prodigy, Fat Joe, Foxy Brown, and Keith Murray. This is honestly a classic remix that a variety of East Coast rappers did good is not a word phenomenal everybody killed it when you t- when my bitch come in with thug niggas get these mix the chicks i don't even know what the fuck that means but i loved it um but let's see okay so there was there's always been a debate about this remix the question is who had the best verse i shot you when i shot you Okay, personally, I give it to Fox, but this particular person gave it to Prodigy. Um, coming through, 
and being a brutal lyricist and aggressive, I would have to give it to Prodigy too. I ain't gonna lie, cause yeah. Mm, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I might have to give it to Prodigy too. Um, so y'all go back and listen to I Shot Your Remix and tell me who the best one was on it. I love Fox part, of course. I love I love Fat Joe's part, which killed me. But um, let's see, Prodigy coming through and being brutally lyrical and aggressive on his guest feature he never disappoints me really prodigy's verse i conversate with many men it's time to begin again forgot what i already knew ayo you hear me friend illuminati wants your mind soul and your body secret society trying to keep their eye on me but I'ma stay incognito in places they can't find me. Make my move strategic, strategically. The G.O.D. is sort of similar but iller than a chess player. I use my thinker in, co- in coincidence with my blinker. While you wonder what we saying on the records reel. Yeah, you motherfucking right, kids. You know the deal. My mob is infamous, just like the fucking red, the title red. Um. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Just like the title read. You get back slapped so hard, make your nose bleed. Some deaf kids feeling guilty about this space shit. The truth hurts, baby girl, so just face it. But anyway, back to the real side of things. My niggas slinging crack rocks and wearing diamond rings. Not only is it inside the songs that we sing, everything is real, not just the song that we sing. From my life to the paper, very accurately, give you all of my two so maybe you can three. Prodigy will forever S-H-N-I-E My shift my Sorry, my shit attracts millions Like the moon attract the sea How dare you ever In your life walk past me Without acknowledging Me as G-O-D I shot your faggot ass Sorry, had to use it, it was in there Um, But it's my favorite it is my favorite track. It is definitely one of my favorite tracks. So, Mrs. Smith in general. It is a dope-ass album. It spawned and birthed so many great visuals. It spawned and birthed um, just the way that we look at hip-hop in a certain kind of way. Um, oh, one uh Oh, no, I already talked about that. Um, I can remember... Waiting for those videos. Like, yo, it's a new LL video. Ah, uh, shout out to Tiana Taylor for doing this. Speaking of which, real quick before I go. Um, cause Tiana Taylor actually did one of her videos. And her video was the doing it video. But it was her playing LL Cool J's role. Speaking of which, I love all of you. Every single one of you. All of my people. Mm. All of my people that um go ahead and send me such brilliantness. But I am going to play it if I can find it. Because I think that this was just a moment. And I'm going to play it because who going to see me? Nobody. On the grand when he said. 
Hold on. You know what? Actually, let's do this. Nope. I guess I'm not going to play. Anyway, um, <laughs> I might. Who knows? I don't know. If I can find the original. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I want to be down. I've been up for
Okay, I just wanted to say that that made me happy. I know that that had nothing to do with the whole LL Cool J situation, but I just, I was thanking everyone who had, who, um, had tagged me in it, because so many people tagged me in it, and that just showed my love for hip-hop, but I, I said that because of the fact that I went on to the Tiana Taylor situation, and so that was Tiana Taylor, her, Erica Badu, and Brandy rapping at the end that killed it, like... Brandy, I'm not mad at you at all. I love it. I actually love when Brandy raps, though. People fail to realize she's done it several times. I do appreciate when she raps. I don't know about them damn poems, but again, to each his own. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just wanted to say that thank you for everyone who sent that to me. Like, I have gotten that post like six times today. And I'm like, yo, yo, I love it because that means people understand my love for hip hop, my love for female hip hop. Because again, I, I love when the guys do they did they thing, and of course we've always put it on. But I just like a different perspective every now and again. Um, so anyway, wrapping up the LL situation, I know I just like threw that in the middle of it, but it just I, if not, I was gonna lose my train of thought. I love this Mrs. Smith album. The one thing that I loved about it was, and the reason why I know it so forward and back was like that, is because of the fact that my my stepmother had us listening to that. You see, here's the thing. What y'all kids don't understand is we had CD books, okay? And so we only had a few. And my my, my stepmother and my father, you know, they was buying the music at the point. We wasn't going out and buying the music. And... Granted, they were roughly in their 30s and 40s, so it was still, you know, they were still, and they still are, let's be clear. You know, they was, but they was definitely in touch and in tune with what was going on in the streets at that time, so we played it. So, we played that and we played Keep Sweat to Death at the time, but we definitely played Mrs. Smith over and over and over again. And that was on our ride and our trip all the way down to North Carolina, which was a long trip. Minus the fact that we had to sleep in the Plantation Hotel, that is a story for another day. Um, but... Yo, without LL, there would be nothing. And mind you, I'm talking about the sixth studio album. Like, we not even talking about the beginning. We not even talking about like the end with like 13 and shit like that. Like, we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about something dead in the middle that created the sound of hip hop that, that birthed so many artists that we, we weren't getting at the time where you had Mob Deep, you had Prodigy, you had Foxy, you had uh, Joe, which people weren't even realizing that Joe had been on. People didn't even realize that Joe gave pun his start. Where we celebrate pun so heavily, but realizing that Joe been in this game forever. You know what I'm saying to you? So, shout out to Fat Joe. An amazing, amazing person. You know what I'm saying? Just an amazing talent. Like, if it wasn't for you, a lot of this shit wouldn't happen. Let's be very clear. Trackmasters killed it. Trackmasters has always been on the top of their game. And also, I will say the Trackmasters is the soundtrack of my life. Because there are so many, so many, so many projects. And, and we'll do it in the weeks to come that literally all have Trackmasters handprints on them as well. Um, but yeah, so that's the show for this week. You know what I'm saying to you? I appreciate y'all for listening to me rant. And yes, I was mad about the Birkin. And yes, I was mad about the bag. Bitch, sometimes it be like that. I don't give a fuck. Um, but don't forget that you can find me. <laughs> so stupid. I'm so dumb. Um, don't forget that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, YouTube Music. Um, don't forget you'll need your your Google Player. You can find me on Apple Music too, but you need to make sure you have your Apple Player for your podcast. You know, specifically for your podcast. Click the likes on those. I need those. Don't forget about the YouTube channel. Come and support your boy's YouTube channel. I'm bringing
bringing you these dope interviews because I believe in those interviews. I will say it again. I don't know if I said it last week, but I'm saying it again this week for the last time more into his interview. Kojo said something to me that made me think. And it was because I was getting back in the booth and um, I was working on, you know, something for, for a craft. And I, he made me think, he was like, yo, the reason why we like doing those interviews with you is because of the fact that you take the time to do the, to do the work and do the energy. And you've always made it feel like, yo, you was already on top now and you had your own show now and, and everybody, yeah, I, I, I think like that. I think like that. I think like, yo, the longer term, yo, at this particular small juncture on my YouTube page, there may only be mm, 20 of you guys that really look at this shit, but 20, I'd rather play to the 20 of you that have been down from day one than to worry about millions of people later that one i'm not ever gonna be able to touch completely like that i hope what i do makes a difference i hope that you understand that there's somebody that shows love for hip-hop out here for this music for this genre and not just hip-hop let's be clear i love all type of genre but this is my main birthplace this is what i love this is what i love to do i i i, I appreciate it you know what i'm saying to you and i'm a motivator so you know if i find any purpose in life it is that i'm a motivator um Aside from that, I think that is pretty much about it. Um, yeah. So, fear, false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And LL made one hell of an album to make it real. I don't know if I got some... I got some new stuff that is actually work, in the works. Um, me and FDA Kenny will talk about the new music. Um, me and Kojo... Well, we'll talk about... FDA Kenny's will be the following week the following friday but this friday we will be talking to kojo so make sure that y'all tune in you must you must tune in because i can guarantee this is going to be fucking phenomenal um and all of his projects everything that he's working on everything that he's worked through he's got a lot going on and i'm so very 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 proud um, and then we'll discuss some, uh, some good stuff with FDA Kenny and I'm gonna try to figure out what my next guest will be for the next three weeks. Let's find out. Let's find out. Anyway, um, now y'all just tuned in to kicking it with young school. Now, don't you feel better about it? You think you do? Alright, y'all peace. And I'm out. Okay, okay, okay.